Welcome to today's Fresh Manor. Stand your ground. Daniel 1, 8-20 But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat this unacceptable food. Now God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. But he responded, I am afraid of my lord the king who has ordered that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youth your age, I am afraid the king will have me beheaded. Daniel spoke with the attendants who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for ten days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the ten days, see how we look compared to the other young men who were eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestions and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom, and God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, so they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. How do we remain undefiled in a society full of tempting muscles and attractions? To be undefiled is to be ritually, religiously, and spiritually clean. It's frequently used about moral cleanliness, which means to remain clean from the contaminations the world urges us to approve of. Is anything of defilement worth the consequences? No. Because the mind is an integral part of the human personality, cleanliness must be applied to attitudes and motives that govern some forms of behavior like impure thoughts that can result in shameful activities according to Mark 7.15. Have you ever been in a situation where your integrity, morality and conscience were called into question or where you've been expected to follow the rules irrespective of your opinion and stand? There's a lot of that going on today. In all ages, God's people are pressured to pollute the purity of their dedication by people, circumstances, and even themselves. The pressure can come from lots of quarters, and sometimes even within the church. It was an idolatrous custom to throw a small part of the meat and wine on the ground in libation as an offering to the gods of the land to consecrate the whole portion of the offering as seen in Deuteronomy 32:38. To have partaken of such a feast would have been to sanction idolatry, which was forbidden by God, even after the legal distinction of clean and unclean meats was stopped in 1 Corinthians 8-7. Daniel and his friends stood firm on not to become unclean. Like Moses, Daniel chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for his season in Hebrews 11:25 and Daniel 9:3-19. All real dignity has its beginning, not in ancestral fortune, but in the righteous purpose exhibited. The heart is a seed plot of every deed, good or bad. It starts from the heart, according to Proverbs 4.23. You and I have similar opportunity to defile ourselves daily, especially in the areas of entertainment. 
We can be defined by the ungodly influence of television shows or movies we watch or the music we listen to. We can also defile ourselves by compromising with, the, with and going along with friends who are making wrong choices. We compromise on what we wear and eat and the vocabulary is even more defiling. We've joined the crowd in using curse words and taking the Lord's name in vain when angry, frustrated and disappointed. Are we willing to be like Daniel and determined not to defile ourselves? Would you stand your ground even if it means losing friends, business and your job? The distinctive thing about Daniel was his conscience, along with the sense of divine authority in which his conscience stood vested. The undefiled man is always the best looking in the room. No pot belly, cigarette stained fingers, no alcohol breath, or unhealthy look, but clean, fresh and healthy look. The Lord gave Daniel favor, compassion and loving kindness with the eunuchs, who agreed to allow them to follow their diet if he didn't harm them. He didn't. He made them stronger and healthier than all the other young men in training who ate the king's meal. The king was so impressed by their wisdom that he chose them out of all the young men to serve at court at his, as his trusted counselors because they stood their ground in verse 10 to 20. So we must stand our ground. And our prayer should be, Lord, I ask for your help in making godly choices and remaining undefiled and faithful always, regardless of the temptations and attractions. Help me to stand my ground in Jesus' name. Amen. A message from our sponsor, Compassion Care, a Bible-based counseling and therapy for women, families, children, and teens. For those hurting and needing confidential and compassionate ears, virtual shoulders to lean on, and gentle hands to guide them. At Compassion Care, we recognize that a burden shared is a burden halved. Get in touch with wherever you are in the world on CompassionCaring at Outlook.com, CompassionCaring at Outlook.com, or on Skype at CompassionCare, or you can phone them on 07459-026719, 07459-026719. Shalom.